all the days of my life. In fact, I'm running for my life, but I know as long as I'm in my purpose, doing my purpose, I'm immortal. Did you know that? I believe as long as you are on your purpose, in your purpose, doing your purpose, can't nothing take you out of here. Don't, don't, now, now the devil will try, now people will try, but God is working his kingdom business through you. And as long as you stay on target, we may fall sometimes, but get back up. We will fail sometimes, but get back up. We're not talking about perfection. We're talking about what is the aim of your life? Have you given your life to the Lord and you know what he has called you to do? You got purpose, you know your vision, and you're working it. And God is preparing you to lift you to the next level, to the next platform for his glory, for his name's sake. If you are approaching your life like that, then nothing can happen to you until God gets ready. Hallelujah. He says of King David, and you know David messed up a lot, but in Acts chapter 13, it says, when David fulfilled his purpose in his generation, then he died. But notice what it said, when he fulfilled his God-given purpose. God has purpose for you. He created you with a purpose. He will give you vision. That's the light. And watch this. And he will deliver you along the way as you trust him and walk with him step by step. My brother says, I'm learning. I, I, I don't have this down pat, but, but I'm learning that, that everything I have gone through, everything I'm going through is preparing me for the next level in Christ Jesus. It is, it, 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 we're allowed to teach us, as, as Psalms 119 said, he said, it was good that I was afflicted, that I may learn the principles, the ways. Listen, God's word shows his heart. God's word is full of promises. It shows us how to navigate this, this world system that is set up by Satan. Many of us are looking for the government to save us. The, the, this world system, listen, Adam, the first Adam gave it to the devil. The devil offered to give it back to Jesus, but Jesus said, hey, wait a minute, I'm going to take it back. I'm coming to take it back. I'm going to go to the cross so I can grab my people out of your world system. And though they're in the world, they're not of the world system. God has given you power. He has given you power. There ought to be stuff. There ought to be false images. There ought to be false hopes dropping off of you that you begin to realize he is our everything. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Listen, listen, listen. We, I know you know this verse, but I'm going to go there anyway. It's John 10, 9 and 10. 
He says, I am the door. If anybody enters by me, he will be saved. Well, what he's saying is he said, I'm the only door. There is no other door. You can't get to heaven. You can't get to the power of God. You can't get salvation other through Jesus. He's the one who is the door. He said, and you will go in and go out and find pastures. As a sheep, what was pastures for? That's where you eat. That's where you get more illumination, more light. And the more light you get, the more you are set free. The truth will set you free. Who, who are you looking for? For? Who are you looking at? Are, are you walking in revelation and illumination of his word? Are you walking in information of this world? Are you, are you trusting God to navigate your steps? What, what is your priority? What are you using to direct your life, to show you life? If it's not Jesus as king, and his word, then devil got you deceived. This is real, y'all. I was talking to someone this morning, and we was talking about being under spiritual attack. I said, there are two kingdoms. And if you are making an impact for the kingdom of God, Satan is going to attack you. Oh, yes, he will. Why? Because, because we as Christians ought to be tearing his kingdom down. David is under attack because God has set him up as the next king to come. And Satan is trying to destroy David through King Saul, who's out of alignment, who lost his way. God can't use him no more because he won't be obedient. But, but David is after his heart. So there's a struggle. There's a resistance. Can I, can I help you? Whenever you get serious about Jesus, expect resistance, but also expect victory. David, he knows that he has the victory. He knows he's covered. No, he don't like where he's at. No, he don't like what's going on. But watch what is coming out of his mouth. My question to you, in your trouble, even in your mountaintop, what's coming out your mouth? When things are not going your way, what's coming out your mouth? Some Proverbs, Proverbs 18 says that, that the language of life and death is in our mouth, Proverbs 18, 20, and 22. Listen what it says. A man, his moral self shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? He said, whatever you speak out of your mouth, is you going to eat of it. Fruit you eat. Fruit comes from seeds. Words are seeds. And if you keep on speaking it and meditating on it, it becomes fruit. Some of us, 
been speaking curses to ourselves. We've been speaking negatively for so long that now all we see is negative. We've been so negative about everything that all we eat is the fruit of the words that have come out of our mouth. Listen, spiritual principles are true whether you know it or not. And we are operating in spiritual principles, negative or positive, whether we know it or not. And the, and the problem is this, the devil know these principles. So don't you think he's going to make sure you always see the negative? You always speak the negative? So watch this. So if you speak it, you're eventually going to eat it. Not only do you destroy other people's lives with your negative speech, you, 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 you destroy your own life. He said, with the increase of his lips, he shall be satisfied. Listen, good or bad. Good or bad. You know what I found out? Negative people keep on getting more negative. People who speak the word and the positivity of the word keep on speaking more word. You know what? You get what you look for. If you look for negativity, that's all that you see. And God can be blessing you and you can't see it. My brother said, David, I don't know how he caught this, but David caught this. He's in a negative situation, but yet he's speaking promise. He's speaking life. He's speaking what God has told him. He's speaking God as his source. He's speaking God as his life. He even doing it to the place that he can't fight with Saul's army. He got a small band of rebels, but yet he says, whom shall I fear? He said, with, and what he said, with God on my side, with God as my strength, which means my fortress, my keeper, my shield, my enablement. He has me. He, he, he got me. I know that evil is happening around me. I know that from a physical, from a visual standpoint, it looks like I'm going down. But I got some promises on the table. Matter of fact, the reason that I know I can trust him is because I know what he has done for me in the past. I know that God is the one who rescued me from the lion and the bear. God is the one who rescued me from the hands of the giant Goliath. I know all my victories as a soldier. He taught me how to fight. So now that this trouble is here, the same God that was with me through all of that is the same God who has me now. Next verse, go to 21. Look, look what this says, look what it says, look what it says. It says, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. You can speak death into your situation or you can speak life. 
You can kill your hope. You can kill your, your, your vision. You can kill your purpose. Because instead of believing God, you believe what the devil is saying. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, you can. You can mess up God's future for you because you, instead of speaking his word, you allow your feelings. We allow our situations to get on the inside. You have to guard your heart. You have to guard your vision. You have to guard your mouth. Your mouth will direct you in which way you're going. David is already setting precedence in the very first verse. Don't get me wrong. David went down sometime, but it's amazing when you read through the Psalms, he may start off negatively, but he ends up positive. He remembers. You need to remember the word of God. Matter of fact, God says, he says, he says in his word, he said, put me back in remembrance. He says that in Isaiah 43 at the end of that chapter. He said, put me back in remembrance. And what he's saying is not that I have forgotten, but I want to make sure you don't forget. He said, come on. Plead with me. Let's, let's negotiate. Let's talk about this because I, I want you, even in your bad situation, without seeing me yet, know that I'm working it out. Know that I'm for you. Listen, I keep on telling us this, but our battle is a faith fight. Satan is after your faith. So he was set up negative and bad things all around you so that you would take your eyes off of the promise of God, off of the word of God, off of the goodness of God and make you doubt who God is. Isn't that what he was doing with Job? He set fires all around him. He set up bad situations around him. And then he said, he said this to God, I will make him curse you to your faith. I will make him doubt you. I will make him give up on you. I will make him lose his faith in you. Just take, just take away the hedge. Just watch me go to work. Man won't believe you. Man won't love you. Man won't serve you. He said, but you let me get to him. And regardless of how good you are, he said, I'm going to make them see the negative in you. Even to the place where his friends came and talked negativity. His wife said, won't you curse God and die? But when you know that you know that you know. When God's been so good to you and you have allowed it to get in your heart. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Somebody don't hear me. Listen, listen, you have to allow your experience with God, the miracles of God, how God has brought you through to get from your head knowledge to your heart knowledge. You got to see him. That's why Psalms 103 says that, that, that Moses knew his ways, but the children of Israel just saw his action. They had head knowledge of how he delivered them. They had head knowledge 
of how he brought them and delivered them through the Red Sea. They had had knowledge of how he defeated the Egyptian, but it never got into their hearts. They never considered the love of God. They never considered how he watched over them. They never considered how he fed them with manna for all those years. They never considered that he led them by a cloud and by a pillar of fire. They never considered until it grew in the faith. Hey, listen, everything we go through ought to increase our faith. Everything, every experience, every up and down. When God has brought you out, when God has made a way, I personally believe that sometimes God will remove everything else that nothing else can help you but him. And the reason why he has to do that is because the hardness of our hearts. His word, his actions to us is to get us back into relationship with him as in the garden with Adam and Eve. He's, he's trying to show us how good he is, how real he is, that he will make a way out of nowhere. So he has to move everything else out of the way because, can I be honest, most of the time, we don't see him. Most of the time, we don't hear him. Most of the time, until we are going through our valley experience, we will not look his way. But when he has got us in a place where all we have is him, all we can depend on is him, the only thing that can help us is him, then he has our undivided attention. Hallelujah. Look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. It says, let us therefore be zealous. Let us exert ourselves, strive diligently. Why? He said, unless you seek me with all of your heart, you're not going to seek me. He said, he said, I'm not dating you. I'm committed to you. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm so committed to you that I gave my only begotten son. Jesus said, I'm so committed to you, I became one of you and died for you. So therefore, I want your commitment towards me to be like my commitment towards you. Hallelujah. He said, he said be diligent to enter into, here he's talking about, the, the promised land in the Old Testament. He said, God's rest. That, that is to know and experience it for yourself. Who? God. His blessings. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I came to give you life more abundantly overflowing. He said, but you keep looking every place else. You keep trying to do it yourself. You keep thinking you can do it. 
Go back to the other one. Go back to the other one, to, to that Hebrews chapter 4. I'm not finished with that yet. Let me work my way through this. Hebrews chapter 4. He goes on to say in that, he said, he said I want you to enter my blessings. He says that no one may fail or perish by the same type of unbelief and disobedience as those who came out of the wilderness. He said, I delivered them, then they had the nerves not to enter fully into what I had for them. I think they made it to heaven, but they didn't get all the promises. Watch this. The word of God speaks, is alive. Listen, it's life. It's, it's spiritual life. It speaks into the real you, which is your spirit man. That's why you must be born again to know what the word of God is saying. You must be born again to get the illumination and the revelation of his word. Listen, it's full of power. It is active. It is operative. It is energizing. It is effective. You know what God is trying to do? Stir up your spirit. Stir up my spirit. We, we, are, we are caught between the soul man and the spirit man if you're born again. And a lot of us, though we're born again, we operate in soul man, carnal Christians. Born again, but you act like, you think like, you operate like you're not saved. But, but for those of us who wants more, the word of God, if, if you let it, if you let it, it is sharper than a two-edged sword. It will cut you. It will penetrate between the lines of the breath of life, which is the soul, and immortality, which is your born-again spirit. He said, I will show you what is your fallen soul and what is coming from me in your spirit. He said the word was to get into your spirit, stir up spirit, speak life into you, speak, 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 speak power into you, speak deliverance into you, that the new man will rise up and make the old man sit down and shut up. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, God is into transforming us. I think that one of the most powerful um, pictures of this is found in John 11, verse 44. I'm not going to read it, but I'm going to tell you this story. It's the story of Lazarus. You know, it sounds crazy how God, how Jesus waited. He waited till Lazarus had been dead four days. Let me explain why. The Jewish people believe that your spirit hung around your body for three days. So therefore, it was possible for a dead body to come alive for three days. But for them, the fourth day is impossible. You know what, you know what he was doing? He said, I'm going to wait till you have lost all hope. I'm going to wait till you don't see how this can happen. He said, because I want to expand your picture and your belief in me. So though I know he's dead, though I know you sent me, 
a record of that he's dying. I know you knew I could do it when he was sick. I know that you even thought I could do it up to the third day. But nobody, but nobody thought I could do it on the fourth day. So I show up on the fourth day. And when I tell you that I said, take me to the body, y'all said, but he's stinking. <laughs> and he said, and then he said, and I'm the resurrection and the life. Didn't I tell you that all power is in me? Didn't I tell you I'm God wrapped up in human flesh? Didn't I tell you that nothing, absolutely nothing is impossible for me other than I can't sin. Didn't I tell you that, that what is small, what is, what is impossible for you is possible with me? Move away the rock. There, there's some rocks we need to move away. There, there's some stones we need to wear. You need to let Jesus in. You need to let Jesus in those dead areas, the, those silked up areas, those areas where you refuse to forgive, you refuse to let go, you refuse to trust him, you refuse to let him take over. Listen, our God, our Savior is a life giver. He wants to speak life in all the dead areas. Many of us are still holding on to stuff we should have let go of a long time ago. And unless you give it to him, you're going to remain stuck. You're going to remain dead. You're going to remain just where you are. But once you turn it over, he speaks. They moved away the rock. And he said a prayer. But in that prayer, he said, I know you always hear me. I'm not praying for me. I'm praying so that they may know I got a relationship with you, my father. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Don't you know that he was wrapped up as a mummy and the power of the word of God, the power of the word of Jesus lifted up, not only brought life back into him, but lifted up his encased body as a mummy and he came hopping out. Hallelujah. You know, that's a picture of salvation, that we were dead in our sins. We were spiritually dead. And Jesus, when you accepted him, spoke life into your spirit and you became alive in your spirit. God is spirit. Our relationship with him is in your spirit. The problem is he's still wrapped up. You know what's the problem for a lot of us? We still wrapped up with soul mess. It's, it's, it's hurts, it's wounds, it's bondages, it's insecurities, it's feelings of being insecure. It's what the world did to us. It's what the world is doing to us. But he said to the people, unwrap him. You know what? We ought to help each other get free. If you have been set free in some areas, you need to reach back and get somebody else. There's freedom in the name of Jesus. There's freedom in his name. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. David is saying, that's why I don't fear. Lord, if you brought me this far, then I know you're not going to let nobody stop me. I'm holding on to my promise. 
I'm holding on to my future. If you spoke it, you're able to do it, no matter who comes after me. Yea, though the weapon is formed, it will not prosper. God is up to something in your life. If God has promised you, no matter how long it takes, wait on him. Wait on him. He's not finished yet. And I hear somebody say, yeah, I don't doubt him, but I doubt me. Wait a minute. I got a verse for you. It is Colossians chapter 1 at the very end of the chapter. It's, it's, it's Colossians chapter uh, 1 verse 27, and what he says there, he said, it, it, it's, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Huh? It's Christ in you, which is your expectation of glory, which means it's not even about you. It's him in you to work glory through you for his namesake. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. In spite of us, he wants to work his glory so that people may see that is him. It's Christ's glory. It's the hope of Christ in you for his glory that he will lift you, that he will bless you, that he will use you if you place your faith in him. He'll make a way out of nowhere if you trust him. God's gonna do it. He, he's gonna do it for his namesake. Did you know that here, 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 here in Exodus chapter 17 verse 15 that they're about ready to go to battle and Moses set up a, 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 a altar and he called it Jehovah Nisi. You know what Jehovah Nisi is? It means that God has a banner over my life. Hallelujah. He got his name on you. He got his glory on you. He has his purpose on you. He has put a flag on you saying she's mine. He's mine. That when the devil sees it, he knows that he's limited in what he can do. You ought to tell yourself, I'm a Lord's child. I, he has his banner on me, that he got me covered. You also find that in Sons of Solomon, verse 2, chapter 2, verse 4, he says, he brought me to his banquet house and he put his banner over me, his love, his purpose, his hand, his calling, that I'm his, I speak it. I believe it. I walk in it. If God says I'm his, I'm his. If God says I'm chosen, I'm chosen. If God says I'm blessed, I'm blessed. If God says I have purpose, I have purpose. I'm going to keep my eyes on him by speaking what he's spoken to me. I speak life. He speaks life. I speak life. There's life in your mouth. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it to yourself. Walk around speaking it. Quit saying negativity 
He said, when you meditate on my word day and night, he said, you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You will grow. He said, your leaves won't even fall. I was so pleased for you. Here Jesus is. In John chapter 7, verse 37, he's, he's at the feast and they're pouring out water. And he says, if any man believeth on me, as the scripture says, it says, the English version said, out of his belly. Well, I started thinking about this. He told the woman in John chapter 4 that he is the fountain of life. That he has the water of life. So before it gets into your belly, it had to come from his belly. Which means that the gushers of water is flowing from him into you. He says, I got everything you need. I will be your, 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 your way, your truth, and your life. He said, I'm speaking it into you. I came to give you life more abundantly because Jesus has life within himself and he wants to flow, overflow, abundantly flow into your life and my life. You know what I got to do? I got to open up my heart. I got to open up my spirit. I got to ask him to heal my soul so that he can flow gushers, rivers, overflowing water into our life. Speak it. Flow into me, Jesus. Overtake me, Jesus. Lord, 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 you are everything. I will fear no evil. I will fear nobody because you are my life. God wants to fulfill his purpose in you, through you, for his glory. Christ in you, the hope, the expectation of glory. That's what David sees. That's what he's saying. You already gave me the promise. And regardless of what I go through, regardless of what comes at me, regardless of what happens, I choose to believe you. I choose to be intentional about the words that come out of my mouth. You said it, I choose to believe it because I trust you. I trust your heart towards me your love towards me. And you would do it to show everybody how good you are. That's us. He's waiting on us to trust him. Today, I don't know whether you know him or not. I don't know whether you have accepted him as your Lord and Savior, but he will teach you. He will show you. He will walk with you. He will love on you. He will love on you. He know everything about you. He know what he created you to be. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. We rebuke him in the name of Jesus to take his hands off of you, 
that you may walk in the fullness of who God has called you to be. There's a number there that you can call. It's the 45131 number. If you call somebody, we'll call you back and pray with you. I pray that you know him. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, that you will get to know him and see what the Lord can do with you. Let us pray. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, as we are praying over the airways on YouTube and those that are listening, Lord, touch. Father, your power, Lord, your, your anointing, Allow them to open up their hearts. Allow them to open up their spirits and their minds. And Lord, you said rivers will come gushing out of you into them in the every area of their lives where they need healing, that they need to be set free. Speak life into them. Speak vision into them. Speak deliverance, Lord, and prosperity, Lord. Help us like David to trust you at your word. To believe you even when we don't see it yet. But since you said it, you're going to do it because that is who you are. So, Father, we say hallelujah. We thank you even now. We praise you even now because you are just that type of God. You loved us that you died for us, you thought we was worth it because of the purpose and the calling that you have on us. Your banner is over us. We thank you. We love you. We praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for joining in. See you next week. We pray for God to keep you and bless you as you continue through this week. Hallelujah. Keep speaking. Keep speaking his word to yourself. Keep speaking his promises to yourself, knowing that he has his banner on you. Amen.